You're listening to Arrowhead Radio. He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he's good. You can't steer a boat that's not moving. We, need, we as Christians, we need to start opening our mouths. And it says that he who believes on the Son has life, and he that does not believe um, does not have life, and the wrath of God abides on him. Uh, to me, one of the greatest things God did to me was give me peace, give me a hope, give me a promise. And I thought, I have eternal life. I'm, wow. I'm bound for heaven, and it's, it's forever. I'm Mark Dana. And I'm Venus Cote. And this is Hope to the Nations. So, Venus, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Well, that's good. Um, we have a couple of special people here this morning. I know. I'm excited. It's great. From Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Well, not originally, I guess. But anyway, we have Conrad and Florence with us. Conrad and Florence Black. How are you two doing today? We're doing fine. That's so is great. my wife. She's poking me. Say something. I don't know why she doesn't want to see me. Just kidding. Good morning. Well, Hi. Good afternoon Hello. over there. Yes, it's yes, after that is. So you obviously have a story that you, well, I mean, every we all have a story, right? So growing up and so neat to hear different people share and wondering about you, like both of you can share, feel free. Um, maybe we could start out with Florence and just Florence how did you grow up what was your story when you were young and and before you met Conrad that nice looking guy to your <laughs> well I know how they met <laughs> oh, uh oh keep it to yourself for now I you will can, I will you can just sneak up on him after <laughs> That's Florence's story to tell. I grew up in um, northern Manitoba in a little reserve called the Red Sucker Lake. And um, most of my growing up is going to trap lines where we go two or three times a year and we just go live out in our fish camps, our trap lines, and you know, my. Uh, parents took us grandparents where we would all camp together and it was all, always fun to do that because we were all together as a family and I would say that was always my secure time growing up because mm. we all camped together as my grandparents, my mom and dad, my aunts and uncles, my cousins, you know, we just all camp together and we all took care of each other and we all learned things together from our grandparents you know learned from how to live on the land 
for me that was more of a secure got me uh got, gave me a sense of security growing up mm. and um and <clears throat> but you know coming back to the reserve is always different too going to church was important for my parents and also my grandparents <clears throat> and you know seeing my grandparents and um you know just being with my grandparents you know the first thing they do when they get up is you know have a devotion before they do anything else you know before they go stoke the fire before they make breakfast you know we sat around and have a devotion and that was my um that's how i see my grandparents growing up <clears throat> so people who didn't know what devotions is could you just kind of unpack that from them for them <laughs> um it's they open their bibles they open their bible and read from the word of god and you know okay. pray they read the word and they pray and and nothing is done i mean like you know after we do our devotions then that's when you know we do our breakfast and you know go on our day and um and also that also brings brought me security in my life because you know just the faith and um the trust that they have in this you know from this um written word <clears throat> so that so does that mean you were raised in a christian home not necessarily okay i was christian like <laughs> um my parents didn't do devotions till way later in my life yeah and um but both my grandparents did both sides of my family my mom's mom and my uh, my dad's parents they both had devotions and mornings and and before going to bed <laughs> i don't know if that's religious but it's their that was their faith yeah and then um you know uh, as i was growing up i don't know there's not a whole lot to tell um i met conrad when i was 17. um we ended up getting married and it wasn't it wasn't until the first couple of years of our married life when i came to know the lord have your families known each other in the past no no they no. met when we on our on our wedding day so where did you meet conrad was he in your community or did you meet him somewhere else we met in garden hill that's conrad reserve and in our young days we we go to different communities and um we have like gatherings mm -hmm. and uh so we just i happened to be there my, my uh, <laughs> conrad's face Chasing boys. Just where, where were you hiding, Conrad? You weren't hiding. My grandmother was from my my mom was from there, so I was visiting family. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we met at a concert. There was a concert happening, and um, so we were. I was waiting for a ride, and so he just happened to hop 
into my life, literally came hopping and asked us <laughs> if I was with a girlfriend <laughs> and asked us if we wanted to go to a, a party. And um, we went and um, that was that. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to elaborate. <laughs> um, Maybe he could elaborate a little bit after. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, that was the first time we met and then you know a couple couple of days later he came and visited me again and um anyways we just uh just became friends just because our friends liked each other and that was the reason why you know i had no interest and of course i was still you know pretty young anyways and so we we were just friends and then we en ended up just i don't know visiting i guess <laughs> playing video games and and whatnot so you want and to pick um, it up from there uh conrad put in your Nintendo. Uh, just kidding <laughs> One of those ones that you had to go like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Joystick. <yeah. laughs> just kidding. Yeah. So, Conrad, were you raised in a Christian home? <laughs> nah, I don't know. Not really. But my parents were very uh, similar to her parents. Were religious. I do remember. My dad got sick from the trap line. We were in a trap line, that's how I remember. About eight years old, we uh, were shipped to uh, Winnipeg because my dad got sick. And we've been, uh, that's where I grew up in the city after that. It was interesting. From the lake, you know, like it's just like, you know, wilderness, you know. Yeah. And then right into the city is uh, quite the, uh, a change and right. uh yeah we had to uh um grow up uh not grow up but learn to live uh pretty fast survive in this yeah survive in the city and so yeah that kind of uh, changed the the way that i think so you grew up with both the country and the city then yeah the country yeah. being like the land yeah. the land and uh yeah, it was, uh, I loved it. I loved being out in the land, but in the, and then the city was uh, quite, uh, yeah, quite different. It, it, lots they had of Tim Hortons in the city. Well, yeah, yeah, Tim Hortons. Putting in the KFC. Word for our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> KFC became my moose meat. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, Anyways, um, became a donut. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I do remember my parents always. Uh, they always sang. You know, they always. They, my uncle and them and my my grandpa. They always sang together. You know, guitars and. Yeah. There was always, there was always music, of uh, a gospel music in our life. And they're always going to go and sing. If there was a family hurting, 
they would be, uh, you know, singing over there. And they would read the Bible, you know. So they were always doing ministry, you know, like if mm. there was somebody, uh, you know, they're always going to wakes, doing singing. And anyways, when we got to the city, my parents, uh, they were getting lots of calls from uh, the chief and council and from other reserves to go and uh, um, uh, sing at the hospital, you know. And so uh, I used to see them go on a bus when I was young and uh, with their guitar and uh, song, song books, <laughs> walking down the road. And I used to worry about them because they might get mugged along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Because they would come back about 12 midnight, you know. <laughs> and it didn't matter if it was raining or storming, you know. They, they would go. Um, because most of the time what would happen is they would, somebody would die, you know. Aww. And so because Winnipeg is our, our central uh, hospital, you know, because there was a fly-in where we're yeah. from. So it was, you know, it's just that was our that was our town. Winnipeg was our town, and it was only an hour flight, but it was quite into the bush. So it's like a, it's a flying reserve. So a, a a lot of our people, our cousins, would come and stay with us if they had medical. They would come and stay with us. So we so we got to know a lot of people. Uh, be, because uh, they came and stayed with us. And so that was always good. You know, growing up in the city as, uh, as a boy, uh, I started to uh, it, it start to become normal eh? because I, I, I knew people I, I, in, in, in going to school in the system, in the, in the school, I got to know friends and, you know, um, so Winnipeg became a big community <laughs> to me. Mm. Um, I was young, my brothers, my, they were really good in sports, especially basketball. My brother, anyways, uh, he had, he has the, you know, the, you know, in high school and in, in, he has the, the most, uh, foul shots. Uh, he holds a oh, record wow. still. Um, they won the nationals. When wow yeah mm. and so um so we there's four of us four brothers eh? and i was the smallest and uh, people used to come and knock at our door to play us from other ethnic background <laughs> mm. just because they couldn't beat us so okay <laughs> and so my mother used to used to uh, in, in her language well you know like she would be yelling because there would be a big black person knocking on the door right? here's the flip boys home <laughs> <laughs> we go look outside and all these black guys would be looking out from the vehicle <laughs> they wanted to play to, against you yeah they wanted to play us and and the thing about that was other other national groups would come and join and come and line up uh, to play us. 
you know, like oh, Filipinos. Wow. That's uh, been fun. Uh, they love they basketball too, right? Yeah. So there was all these, and it was like a big thing when that was happening. You know, the thing about that was these guys were great. They were they were just dunking balls. They were just like, and here I was like a twelve year old, and I'm playing <laughs> with these guys. And my brothers used to train me in a basement every night dribbling. Oh. And, uh, yeah, they used to blindfold me. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they, I would just be dribbling downstairs in the basement, you know, because we couldn't go out anymore. And they, they taught me how to uh, run as fast as I can because it was all, uh, uh, yeah, I was part of the team. And yeah. So, and so uh, when I when I used to play uh, with them, I I I didn't score anything because they were too big. Even if I shot, they would just somebody would just jump out of nowhere and throw it away. I mean, like so. All I did was run around and pass the ball to them. Yeah. So, anyways, that was kind of like uh, for me was bad because. Uh, we they used to go to tournaments, you know, like out of town tournaments and down the states. Yeah. And uh, I used to go with them, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> you were like twelve uh, would, years old. You know. Yeah, I was like, I'm with these adults, you know, university players, you know, like, and they and of course Friday night they'll be at a bar, and I'll be standing outside not quite not quite uh alone though they would come out and uh you know hang check out up on you outside <laughs> check on you yeah. so you know like i'm in a different community you know they still have to take care of me yeah <laughs> downtown la something like that yeah you know but the thing was you know it wasn't good because the environment wasn't good because uh you know uh you know it, it, it was a big party you know hotels and stuff like that and i'm just like okay you know <laughs> but uh, uh the thing was my brothers and because i felt safe too way eh? because we were a team mm. and um and i love playing because i get to play uh, most of the game uh, on uh, saturday uh, morning because <laughs> saturday because morning others is, were not ready for the game yeah 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 they weren't all there yet they so, were hungover. Yeah, 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 they were hungover. But when I got to my age, though, when I went to, when I was in junior high and high school, playing with my age group was, I thought it was a joke, you know, like, because I was, uh, well. Because you were better than the rest of them. You had trained already. Yeah, yeah. So during halftime or something like that, I would be playing. I would be playing the uh, the referees because the referees <laughs> would be uh, from uh, you know like uh, uh, the university. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so wow. we, we won the nationals, you know. So I've always uh, had this uh, is a praise. People like me, teachers like me. I, I, I just uh, had uh, a nice uh, 
is more secure life. Way about you. In, in my uh, in my life. Yeah. But at the same time, it was the same thing out in the streets because I knew people, people knew me. And so uh, in the streets, uh, it's sad to say, it part, started to become uh, part of my playground, you know, mm. because uh, I knew a lot of uh, older people. I was young, but because the, the people that I played with, you know, they would still be drinking. And so I would be hanging around outside the bars because um, that's where they were. I couldn't get in, but I was there. And uh, started drinking. Well, not drinking and doing pot, but most of most I didn't really like drinking because uh, I seen a lot of people getting abused and getting beat up because of getting drunk. Mm. So I didn't do that. Uh, because uh, growing up, I, I, you know, that's not good. After high school, I, uh, well, I did get sent away to uh, kind of like a residential school for a year uh, when I was in grade 11 and 12 because I was uh, 16, um, getting in trouble in the streets. They were trying to do an uh, intervention with me because I was... Uh, uh, getting into fights. So you trans you you transitioned from the the land to the city, and from then your parents were religious. Yeah. And now I guess we're leading you towards like how did you transition to a relationship with with God? Well, yeah. Well, when I was uh, after high school, after I graduated. I went back to the community. I always wanted to go back to the reserve, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember my father he always talked about, I was, he was always telling me stories about the trap line. The thing is, I kind of, re I remember that, eh? But mm -hmm. and then he would tell me more stories about how they had to survive or run, you know, because uh, they used dog teams and stuff like that. And my father was, uh, uh, apparently, he was really in shape. <laughs> he could run for miles. You know, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. one of the elders told me, he said, Your father, back in the day, imagine this. If there was cars and if there was one 4x4 four four truck, that 4x4 four four truck could do a lot and go a lot further. That was your dad. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay if, you know, like, I, okay. Mm. You know, um, if there was an emergency, if somebody had to run a, to another reserve, they would get him to run to the other reserve. You know, wow. stuff like that. I mean, yeah. like, mm. I always wanted to go back to where my father uh, or where I come from in my, you know, in my trap life. Yep. I always longed for it. So I did that. Uh, after high school, I took a break. I was waiting anyway for, to get into a program I wanted to get into in college. I went back home. Once I got back home, I got into a motorbike accident right away. I broke my collarbone, my ribs. I couldn't breathe. 
And mm. uh, during that time when I couldn't breathe, I realized that I uh, wasn't ready to die. You know, like I wasn't ready to die. Mm. I knew about God. I knew about him. I didn't really know about Jesus Christ. You know, I heard about Jesus Christ, you know, like, you know, you know, I was taught yeah. Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and all that. And, and I just didn't really uh, get the gist of that. When I uh, had that accident, I couldn't breathe. And I just like, I, I remember praying to God. I said, God, I, I know I'm not ready to meet you. And I, uh, all of a sudden, I, to give me a second chance. Now that suddenly I just breathe, I, I just breathed, you know, like, I know, mean, like, I was so happy to breathe, you know, like, mm. that changed the, my, my worldview changed, you know, the way I was, the way I viewed things changed i loved the breath of life mm. you know like i yes. just loved yeah. that i just like i just loved that god gave us this breath of life and uh, and i was so happy i i started to change well i tried to change you know like that's what I mean. I tried to change, but I had this outlook on life that I just wanted to live. You know, like uh, I didn't want to waste this life anymore. This is where I met this girl. <laughs> Although I wasn't looking. There's <laughs> my friend that really liked his, this girl and his, his friend. And so her friend, so he begged me to go and uh, introduce him, you know. <laughs> he wanted me to, I don't know, he says, say anything. <laughs> <laughs> like to them. Anyway, that was so funny. And the thing about it was, I just got back from the the uh, the trap line. I was out there for four months, and I just got back at just about uh, two days after that. And the the pro and the thing was, when I got back to the reserve, we went and got wood right away, and I messed up my knee. And I, I wasn't supposed to uh, walk on it. And there was no, uh, there was no uh, crutches, so they told me not to uh, walk on it. There was this concert; my everybody was there, and I went over there just to sit in the truck, you know, because I wasn't supposed to walk. And my buddy was just hounding me uh, to go and introduce them. So, anyways, just to get them off my back, I did it, eh? And so I hopped over there with one leg, <laughs> you know, and uh, here I was, uh, I had a pretty weak, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had my, <laughs> and my mustache and uh, everything was growing still on my, you know, like I was long hair, you know, like I looked like a bushman. 
and I had this hat that I had made out of uh, uh, rabbit, rabbit, you know, rabbit. It was yeah. big, just a big rabbit's hair, eh? Because <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I made it so I could be warm out there, which is, it was really good. That's what I wore when I met them and they tried to run away from me. <laughs> he said that was a creep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's how we met. Wow. But my buddy, anyways, uh, I went to the city. Did the limping uh, help, like, attract her to you or something? Your limping well, and your look? They, well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the okay. thing was, we... We didn't like, I didn't, I didn't like her. She was beautiful, but I didn't like her attitude. <laughs> I, didn't. I was just trying to, uh, you know, like, I was just trying to uh, uh, get my life straightened out, you know, and I, and, and I didn't want to go back because I knew I had to go back to the city because I was, uh, uh, Going to, going to going to college, so I knew, you know, I was trying to straighten my life out, and uh, trying to, um, I knew what was waiting for me too, with all my friends over there, you know, mm. so mm -hmm. I wasn't uh, too happy with how things were going, and, um, but my buddy keeps on showing up with this girl, <laughs> my buddy, he lived next door, where I stayed, and for some reason he would come knocking at the door, and there they were again. And then she would drop, he would drop them, her off, and they would leave. And so I felt like I was babysitting, and I, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah. So every time, because you didn't know end, you didn't know each other very well. No, 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 no. She didn't want to be there, and I, I, I didn't want her there. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so I would just oh no <laughs> that's what I would think eh? I would now I gotta I don't know how long how long we're gonna wait you know like before they come back or not so after a while I'd start to I would take her home you know like I would just take her home I'd just take her home mm -hmm. so that happened I was like yeah, well, yeah. it kept on happening and happening <laughs> So anyway, there was quite an age difference too, was there? No, not really. Bit. No, Same no, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just out of high school. This happened about three months, and then she went away. She went back to the reserve, which was good. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you probably start Anyways, missing uh, her, right? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> but when the thing was when she when she came back, my buddy was gone. So, but she was back, and and uh, the community he kept you know my friends and my cousins. They would always say, "Hey, your girlfriend's here." I would say, "What girlfriend?" You know, like you know, the whole community thought we were going out because uh, okay. I guess they always saw us. Oh, saw me taking her over there. And and this time it was like I would be hanging out with my friends and all of a sudden there she be, you know, like 
how come we're mm -hmm. here? Everybody was putting us together, you know, her cousins and my cousins and her friends and my friends, you know, like, it's like, they everybody thought we were going together. And yeah. uh, we're not even talking, you know, and we're not even looking at each other, you know. <laughs> it's like, so that was happening, you know, like, I was like, oh, no, there she is again. Now I got to walk her home, you know, because <laughs> I, just, you know, that happened. Okay, there was one time where we were in another reserve. They were, I guess, yeah, went to a, um, a dance and I went to go visit my cousins in, in another reserve and I was going to go to another reserve to go f visit my, uh, my cousins, you know, because uh, I'm just visiting. That's all I do over there because I don't have family there, just cousins. So I go do, do a lot of visiting and when I went to, uh, when I drove over there, all of a sudden I seen uh, my my friends, cousins, the, the, and, and her, most of them were girls though, and, and they just threw her in, and everybody just took off. And there she was again <laughs> sitting with me at a different reserve, and everybody disappeared. I guess, you know, I guess they were looking for rights to go back home, and they just threw her in. And, and so I, I was in a dilemma, because I was going to spend a, a night over there. So I thought I would go over there to my, I said, well, I'll take you home, but I got to go and see my cousin first. That's why I'm here. When after I visited, my the truck didn't start. It was like, what, 30 below? Yeah. It's winter, winter road, you know, uh, ice road. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't want to start. And my uncle uh, didn't want to, he just told me, hey, it's night. We'll do it in the morning. Just sleep here. And I'm thinking, I don't know, you know, like, <laughs> uh, yes so <laughs> so anyways so there she was so we I don't know we were just together in the morning uh, it started I kind of plugged it in I guess plugged it in all night yeah. and so it started with nothing matter with the truck and so I uh, drove her to the well I, I wanted to eat so I said I need to go eat so we went to a restaurant and I said, uh, you know, whatever you want, you know, just help yourself. I paid for it, you know, and then, yeah. and then we went, I said, I have to go to this other reserve before I go home, you know, so I went over there and I went to see my cousin. The thing about this is, you know what, nobody, all my cousins, they never see me with a girl, you know, like. Okay, this first time, eh? First time, yeah, you know, like all oh, my cousins are, you know, like finally, you know, like who's this, you know, like, <laughs> it's like that's nobody, you know, like <laughs> they didn't say anything, you know, that, right? <laughs> yeah, they didn't say anything, they just kind of just, you know, respected me, <laughs> her, yeah, yeah. and as I, and this is kind of like I was, I was uh, driving, uh, driving, it was a long drive too, and uh, I said, and uh, she, I don't know, she started, you know, like we just talked and, you know, <laughs> I that was probably when I really started to get to know her and she started to get to know me, you know, first spent a quality time together. And so with nobody, you know, and so, so that was the start. yeah, that was the start. 
So that was like well, three I months I would just after. love to hear what Florence has to say on that side of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, but maybe yeah, you should continue. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, the thing is, I, I, um, I knew he was trouble, and I didn't want to have anything to do with him. And so, him, but trouble. <laughs> it was trouble. <laughs> but the thing was, my friend really liked his friend, and so I just went along with it. And just okay. to help my friend along, and and because she didn't want to go alone, and so I always ended up with Conrad, and and <laughs> most of the time he was nice to walk me home or bring me home, and you know that was that was it. But but I know for another for one thing, um, he was when I know him when when he. You know when we dropped in on him and unexpectedly and when i just knowing him he was always high on pot i know he was okay. and i told myself he's not the kind of person for me you know i i tell myself you know he's not the person for me and so but we just kept on <laughs> like you said you know the community says you he's know like beyond um, you huh yeah and when the i mean like when my friends my cousins too i know when i went back to garden hill they say you know um i seen conrad and goes aren't you going out with conrad i said no 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 but <laughs> they still say well if you're in the hangout you know he's over there i said well no 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 yep so anyway so conrad you so how you're many on your way to straighten out your life sorry but well okay this is uh okay i didn't know i had a problem with drugs because i don't know we it was just have fun with my uh, cousins you know i started to not do drugs you know like uh, after i met her after uh, she got to know me mm -hmm. you know i would just go and visit visit her mm -hmm. okay. you know in the, in the morning you know, I knew that I know her uncle, so I would go have coffee with him in the morning. I started to just wanting to get to know her. I think that was about what two months getting to know her. Okay. So this is like five months now. And when I was when I was leaving, I I was I was in my mind. I was starting to think, okay, summer's coming. It's time to it's time to leave the community. So I knew I was preparing to leave, and I was thinking about her. I went and sat one day by the lake and thought about my life, and I and I considered her that I wouldn't uh, probably won't see her again because I wasn't coming back. There was this first relationship I had, you know, uh, a, a real relationship that. Yeah. I could have a friend, and she was a friend, more of a friend to me than, uh, you know, a girlfriend. <laughs> but I loved her, you know, like, you know, I didn't know what love felt like, but I knew that I wanted to see, like, I wanted to be with her. You know, I just wanted to be with her, make her happy and take care of her. 
you know, that's all I wanted to do. And so uh, when I was leaving, I was thinking, I asked her if she wanted to go with me to the city. And she says, they won't let me go. <laughs> like, I haven't, I didn't even met her family. Well, she didn't even meet my family too, eh? So, so, uh, and so I said, what do you mean? You know, it doesn't work like that around here. You know, like I'm thinking, why not? You know, <laughs> can't we do anything we want? Well, yeah, but not really. <laughs> so he asked me if I would go and meet his family. And I said, only if my parents allow me to go to the city. And I called mm. my parents and, and they said, no, we don't know this guy. We don't know this boy. And they just said, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was quite the thing too. It's like, uh, so uh, her cousins said, so they so he says, you know, you have to go and ask uh, the elders. Well, okay, before that, somebody had told me, we can't take her. Like, just like that, you need to marry her. Yeah want to take her so i that's why that's why i thought about when i was uh, out in the lake do i really you know like i'm not going to see her again but i really love her i would you know i'd just love to take her show her uh, more your territory but i wasn't i wasn't sticking around anyway um so i um uh, asked her to marry me so anyways uh, she said uh, if they let me I said, like, yeah okay who, who, who? my parents <laughs> well i i don't know what to do i said there so so my uh, her, her cousin says go tell my parents okay then so uh that was her uncle i knew them so i went and yeah. told them i said uh, oh you know like i'd like to marry her uh, what do i do oh they were so happy and they said go next door go tell the elders next door you know that was my other uncles you know, her. <laughs> so anyways, we went next door and we went and told them and uh, they were so happy, you know. And then, and, and then that aunt, my uh, the elder says, oh, there's a problem. He okay, says, so he tells me, tells me, I know that you could just do, you know, they, you're not from here. So you don't think like us, he says. Okay. You know, culturally. You know, there's a way, there's there's a system here that you gotta do. He says, it doesn't matter how old the the girl is. You know, it could be yeah. old, could be young, but this is yeah. the way it works. The parents have to ask for you. The parents has to come together and they have mm. to agree for the children. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> You know, like I was just like taken back and just like, man, that's complicated. <laughs> you know, I mean, I got a phone. I, I mean, I got a phone. My parents, my parents haven't even met her, and and they're gonna phone over there for on my behalf to ask, you know, her so they could marry, marry me. And. They don't even know me. I don't even know them, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I That's thought, so okay, cool. well, I said, well, she gave me all the information of her parents and stuff like that. She says, <laughs> well, if you want this to happen, you don't even better call your parents. It is. 
Mm. <laughs> so uh, I said, I left when I was about, what, 16 years old, you know? <laughs> I've been out of the house for quite a while, you know? I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was 20, and uh, so I was like, oh, I don't know, what do I do? You know, like, so I called, okay, then I might as well call. I called my parents, and my, I can hear my mother's dog drop, you know? <laughs> Wow. You know, like I said, I never ask you guys for anything, but I'd like to ask you this one favor. <laughs> they were, they could tell they were in shock, eh? Oh, oh, yeah. oh I don't know what they said. You know, like they, they didn't know each other. Yeah. So I said, well, just call anyway. And so mm -hmm. they did. A couple of days later, the elder calls me, he says, it's okay. This is what happened. My, my mother-in-law, uh, a couple of years later, sat me down, he says, I want to tell you a story. Like, Winnipeg is considered uh, Sin City over there, okay? Sin City? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sin City, you know? That's where you go drink and do all the whatever, you know? Yeah. Because we have a dry reserve and it's pretty religious reserve, eh? You know, so yeah. the city is a bad place. My uncle says, that's why he says, they don't know each other, there's a problem but just do it anyway. Mm. And so my mother-in-law <laughs> says to me, I get this phone call from Winnipeg for a, a, a young man that uh, my asking for my daughter's, uh, my, so my eyes go up, he says. And then <laughs> my heart, in my heart, she's saying, no way, you know, far be okay. it. Yeah. And she says, so I just listened and I said nothing. And I hung up, and then all of a sudden I start getting these phone calls. He says, "I get this phone call from my brother, from my uncle, from uh, the whole community, from uh, Garden Hill, Saint Trees, Was, you know, like all these uh, the the three reserves, calling yeah. me saying, you know, we know you don't know this family, but I do, and I know this young man. He's a really young man." Their parents, his parents are really, really good oh, parents, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so they started calling, and he said to me, That is the only reason why I said yes, is because okay. of all Maybe. the people that had uh, responded to me that I trust, he says. Mm. And I'm glad I did, yeah. she says. Because this day, from this, you know, from that time on, I have never worried about my daughter. How many years? 32. 32 years. Praise wow. the Lord. Wow, yeah, that great. is excellent. So yep. you shared, Conrad, uh, about the breath of life, right? I'm yep. just going to read one verse before we end here. And it's in Genesis chapter two, verse seven. And the Lord God formed man or mankind of the dust of the ground. And he create, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. How did you become alive in God? Yes, we, after, uh, after we went to Winnipeg, after we got married, I knew that because my friends still came around yeah. and I still, went out and I left my wife at home. I knew that I still had a problem within myself. Hmm. 
you know, like I knew that I, I, I needed to stop this. There's something was happening within my flesh and, uh, and I knew it and I couldn't stop myself. The urges, uh, you know, they were there. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to really think, but I could not stop. I didn't know what that was until one day I was asked to uh, drive this girl, this lady to the, to a prayer meeting because she was having a, a surgery and she was scared. And she had asked me to drive her to a church that mm -hmm. could pray for her. Yeah. And so the only church that I knew of was, uh, uh, church that I went to uh, when I in, when I went to Sunday school, mm -hmm. so that's where I took her, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, it was a Bible believing church, and I I waited for her there. She said, "Can you pick me up in an hour?" I said, "Okay." <laughs> I was thinking, "Okay, then an hour, half an hour, you know, I get home, I come back." So it's like, what a waste of gas! I thought. I better just wait for her. You know, I said, I looked at mm. free parking for church. You know. I might as well just pull in there, go wait for her. So I went in the back and I sat in the, in the back and I started to hear uh, the preacher. First time I was uh, alone in a church by myself. And I started to hear him preach about Matthew 10, 38, where it talks about take up your cross and follow me. Mm -hmm. He who does not take up his cross is not worthy of me. Mm. He who loves his father or son is not worthy of me. He who keeps his life will lose it. He who finds his life will find it. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> you know. So as he elaborated why Jesus came and that Jesus came to die on the cross for my sin and for me to accept him as my personal Lord and Savior. And I'm supposed to take up that cross. He says, you know, choose for yourself who you're going to serve. Yourself, if you're going to choose to live with, uh, with you know, to live for yourself, that in, in, in when the day comes to be judged, yes. I will lose my life, you know, go to hell. Mm -hmm. But if I lose my life right now to Jesus Christ, I will find life forever in, in God. So it's like, that's what I always wanted. I wanted peace with God. I wanted mm. peace with myself, with my, with, with, with just to be reborn and when, and I, I just got up you know as if god just opened the open heaven for me you know like i i knew that it was god that was speaking to me not anybody and i got up and i walked down that aisle it was a pretty long aisle <laughs> i kept on walking and the pastor says to me Yes, <laughs> I said, I, I'm here. God is speaking to me. And so he says, okay, uh, 
<laughs> Anyways, he got an, another elder to come and take me over there. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't even an altar call. <laughs> but I, that's when I knew when uh, when I when I knew it was God speaking to me. He reminded me of the second chance I had prayed for when I was asking for a second time when I got hurt. That's when that's that's what I was thinking about that when I said, God, give me a second chance. Mm. And I realized that Jesus Christ was my second chance. And that's why I rose up because in that moment I did not care about my life or any or or how people view me. All I cared about was God in me, Jesus Christ in me, Jesus Christ forgiving me, Jesus Christ giving me that life that I need so desperately. And I knew that it, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ was the answer. And I got up and I went, I made a decision to accept Jesus Christ there and then. And I walked, out on, walked down that aisle as a profession of my commitment to him. Just mm. to say that I, I am doing this because of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I walked out of there a new person. And I went home and I told my wife that she needed to change her life and that she needed to repent from her sin. <laughs> Well, she threw me out. <laughs> well, that's the, that'd be another story that, that we could pick up on. Yeah, I know, I know that, I know there's, there's more to your story. And I know that uh, Florence has uh, a part to her story, but we'll have to do another interview another time because there's more exciting things in your yes. life. Yeah. And, uh, We'll have to uh, finish another time. We'll, uh, if we'll you're willing to, up. we'll have uh, Florence in the foreground, and you coming in and, and uh, chime in every once in a while. Yeah, comrade. Anyway, thank if you. If you're so willing much, to join Amy. us again another time. Yeah, we love that. This has been a broadcast of Arrowhead Radio, a ministry of Arrowhead Native Bible Center. You can follow us on Twitter at ANBC underscore NCEM. Look for a new episode next week wherever you find your favorite podcasts.